traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, it... Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Yes, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, as I said, I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is The Geek Show. It's a show where we take a break from all the politics all the yelling, all the screaming, push that aside, and let's talk about some fun things. Video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. If you want to catch up on any of the previous episodes of The Geek Show, just go wherever podcasts are are, are at, and then search for The Geek Show. You'll be able to find it. There's a beautiful logo that says The Geek Show with Corey Wara. You can catch up on all previous episodes on there. Uh, if this is your first time here to The Geek Show, welcome. The show's broken down like this. We'll start off with News of the Week, which is kind of a, a little bit of everything i got a piece of technology news actually it's going to be a lot of emphasis on different pieces of technology some good some bad and then a uh, lego announced a collector's item that i think is going to make a lot of people very very happy both collectors and people who will buy things to then resell it on ebay so we'll go over that in a second here but then after that segment we'll take a break and come back and we'll head to the land of movies we'll talk about the big movies of the week mortal Kombat. is this the first video game movie that that's actually good? What? Uh, that one even surprises me to even say. Uh, and then I got a couple other little tidbits, the rumors going around in the movie world. Then we'll cut the for news and we get back after that. We'll go to Corey's Tech Corner. We got to talk about Apple. Apple had a huge event this week announcing some of their big products, including iPads, uh, iPhones, MacBooks, a little bit of everything. And then we'll end the show with the top five list of the week. I got four trailers and a, a geek quiz, as some would say, uh, courtesy of Jeopardy. But for right now, let's get into the news of the week. And let's start off with this piece of technology uh, that I think is hilarious and awesome at the same time. Uh, it is the Rion Pocket 2. It's the newest edition of the Rion Pocket. We talked about this last year. It is Sony's wearable air conditioner unit. It's two, it, they basically, the best way to describe them is like, it's the size of a sponge, and there's two of them, you put them in your back, and then put it on your skin, and it will cool you down. There's four different levels to it, and uh, they upgraded it. Not too much is different than the original one, but uh, compared to the original model, the new device upgrades with a stainless steel uh case instead of a silicone based one I, I i didn't know that the first one was silicone based i just feel like silicone and sweat doesn't exactly work well together but uh there is also a case if you're worried about uh, the device being too intense for people or having an allergic reaction but uh otherwise besides that it's pretty much the same thing just the insides are a little better for a more efficient cooling as a big guy i am all for a device that will help me cool down when i'm walking because uh, especially in the world of Illinois when you just don't know what temperature it's going to be the next day. Uh, it'd be nice to have a little backup in case it gets too hot. Uh, like I said, there was four levels to this device. Uh, the fourth level, which is the highest cooling level, uh, will only give you about three hours of use with the battery power, so that's pretty intense. But uh, the other ones are actually pretty good. Uh, you can get 20 hours for level one, 15 hours for level two, and 13 hours at level three. 
I really like the cold, and I know a lot of people don't. So I actually really like this device, especially if you're like at work and you have coworkers who like it warmer, and you're like, ah, I want it to be cooler. I really like this device, the Rion Pocket Two. It is available on April 22nd, so it's out now, and it will sell for about 137 dollars. But that is in uh, Japanese currency that's been moved over to the USA. So you have to go through a different realtor because it's only available in Japan. I know there's a lot of services online that can help you purchase an item in Japan and have it shipped to you, and that might be your way to go about that. Uh, this one's kind of freaky. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has recalled Brompton electronic folding bicycles over a firmware problem that can cause unwanted acceleration even after the users have stopped pedaling, according to a press release. Brompton's electric bicycles are designed to give riders powered assistance while they pedal, so the company has received a complaint that the bike... Uh, can continuously assist even after the user has stopped pedaling. Brompton believes the issue is related to software and that users can get a free upgrade if they bring in their bicycles to an, auth to an authorized dealer. But this is really interesting because I haven't thought about this. Uh, usually when I think about devices being uh, funky or not working right due to a firmware update, I think of your phone, but when you have devices that could potentially hurt someone, I wonder how liable companies are uh, if they release something that could potentially harm someone in the end. Because maybe when you buy the product and you sign the agreement, if there's an agreement, you're saying, well, look, I'm agreeing to all your updates. And if there's a problem with your updates, I might uh, I can't sue you. But this does bring an interesting idea of uh, if you would be if somebody gets hurt from this. Uh, seriously hurt even, uh, would you be able to sue a tech company due to a firmware update? And then it just brings up the question of, uh, do you have to emphasize more testing when it comes to these things, which could release something, which would cause it to even release later? I don't know. It's a very interesting topic. I'm going to be diving into more uh, to find out more about that, because that's actually really fascinating. Uh, this one's hilarious and scary. Uh, Whole Foods in Seattle announced this week that they are rolling out a biometric program at seven of its stores in Seattle in the coming months. Uh, the electronic palm readers, known as Amazon One, will allow people to pay for everything in their cart with a swipe of their hand, provided they're registered for the service with Amazon. The tech company was previously only using it in brick-and-mortar stores in Amazon, uh, but they are moving over now to Whole Foods. Amazon, the company, uh, is first launched this device Back in September of last year, and they said that thousands of customers have signed up for it. In fact, it's incredibly easy to sign up. They said it takes less than a minute. You just connect your credit card to your palm, and then, of course, your Amazon account, and you can be charged that way. I'm a little iffy on this because I could see the positives and the negatives for both. The positives is, hey, could you imagine not having to wait forever in line at the store? Just go, boop, okay, my hand. Because I know some of these stores even have it where you just put items in your cart and you can walk out the door and it'll pay for it. And if you can do it just with a hand wave, what does that mean? I think it just means it's going to be a ton quicker than before. But at the same time, 
I don't trust big tech companies with our private information. And you are giving Amazon the rights to your palm and your fingerprints. And what does that mean? What can they use that for? I don't know. But just the fact that they would have it there is worrisome because maybe you could be hacked. Can a hacker hack in and get your fingerprints? I don't know. And then use that elsewhere. I, I really don't know. I, I think that opens up the question of uh, Pandora's box. We don't know until it happens. And uh, I would just be cautious with this stuff. Anything in regards to biometric information is a little worrisome for me just because you need to protect your privacy and you need to protect your rights before they're taken away uh, in that regard. They did say that you will still be able to pay with credit card and cash if that's your only option, which leads to the question, will there be a palm-only line and they'll make, they'll make the line that you have to pay cash specifically terrible, like really slow, just so they can try to convince you psychologically that you need to use this device? Uh, next up, this is something I never thought I would ever say Say again in my life since the 90s tamagotchi there is a new tamagotchi a device called tamagotchi picks it is a digital camera infused tamagotchi device so tamagotchis came out in the 90s and it was i would say probably one of the biggest annoyance to parents at least my parents uh growing up because it is a device where you are essentially taking care and raising a little monster that includes feeding it, taking it to the bathroom, everything. And I'll never forget uh, the nights where my little creature is screaming on top of his lungs because I haven't fed him or I haven't taken him to the bathroom. And to have my parents walk into my room and say, turn off that device, that chirping is annoying. And that happened a lot to a lot of people, but uh, they are bringing it back. I think it's weird that they're going to put a smart camera into a device specifically targeted for kids because they want to have the kids be able to share this stuff via social media and to send to their friends and family. Uh, I'll be very curious to see hacking wise if they're going to be protective on that front and uh, overall how it will do. I, $60 is expensive for a device. And uh, especially in an age of where video games, you could buy one video game for $60. I think that you would get more playtime out of that instead of a $60 device where you have to feed and take care of a pet. Next up in the world of cameras, this one's a little different. Uh, Fuji Films is working with Nintendo Switch to bring a new version of its Instamax Mini Link printer. Basically, it's a device that you can connect to your Nintendo Switch and you'll be able to print off photos that you take. But this is why it's so cool, because it's an, it's coming out this week on April 30th or next week, and it'll be $100 for the regular version or $120 for the bright yellow Pikachu edition. And the reason that they're emphasizing this now is because next week also is the release of a brand new Pokemon Snap game. And Pokemon Snap was originally for the N64 back in the 90s, and it has a cult status. It is one of the most simple games of all time. It is essentially your character is sitting in a car that moves for you so on rails and all you do is take pictures of pokemon you can throw like apples and i think little powder dust out there to make the pokemon do different things and you just take pictures and at the end you're graded based on how well your pictures are it was so silly of a concept but 
it was a huge hit. It has a cult status. Everybody loves that game. I rented it probably a hundred million times from Second Cinema in Washington uh, during all of that. But this device, you don't have to go anywhere. You just connect it to your Nintendo Switch and you'll be able to print off uh, 20 prints equals $15. Not a subscription, but just for the supplies. And like I said, if you want the regular version, it's $100 or the upgraded version, aka just the one with the special case, the Pikachu one for $120. I think this will be a huge hit. I'll be curious to see uh, all the creative things that come out of it. I'm kind of hesitant on getting the new Pokemon Snap game uh, unless I read like phenomenal reviews just because I don't know if I want to pay a whole $60, a full price video game uh, price for a game that I think will only last like four hours at the most. But I don't know that for yet. I'm just guessing based on uh, the Nintendo 64 version of the game. And finally, before we hit the break, Lego, uh, this is going to make Star Wars fans extremely happy. Uh, Lego announced this week that they are releasing an updated $200 Lego collector set in the style of... R2-D2. It's roughly same size as the last one, which was about a foot tall. It comes with 2,314 pieces. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I know that Star Wars fans are going to love this. Lego fans are going to love this. And people who like to buy collector style items who then resell it are going to love it. So the new and improved R2-D2 model will go on sale on Lego's website on May 4th because of course and it will cost you $199. But yeah, I don't think I'll be buying that set just because there's a couple other Lego sets that I'm really interested in and I'm not the biggest R2-D2 fan but I have a feeling that that is going to be a hot selling item. Also, you should be aware, usually Lego has a really cool a deal on May the 4th for the Star Wars Day, where if you buy so many sets or a dollar limit, you get a cool exclusive figure. So if you like those stuff, keep an eye on the Lego store, and you can find out more there. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll head on over to the land of movies and talk about Mortal Kombat. Get over here! This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Let's head on down to the land of movies. And we got some really cool news coming out in the land of movies. Uh, first is Sony. Sony, of course, known for their PlayStation, is testing a PlayStation video streaming service. It's only testing it right now in Poland, but I think this is going to lead into something that Sony will like in the long run. So following a leak, Sony confirmed that it is testing out a service called PlayStation Plus Video Pass with a one-year trial in Poland that will allow subscribers to stream movies and TV shows as the company looks at ways to expand its online subscription. So if you want to play online on your PlayStation 4 or 5, you have to pay for a subscription service. I think it's $60 a year, and you can play all your games online. You get some exclusive deals and some free games every month. Well, they're trying to make that more expansive because that's kind of the hot ticket item right now. Everybody wants a subscription package, and the more stuff you can offer in it, the better payout. Well, Sony's kind of like sitting there saying, well, wait a second. We own a massive collection of movies under our brand Sony. Why don't we bring that into the service? So I think this will be a huge plus for a lot of people. Uh, it actually might even convince me to buy the subscription service. I currently don't pay for it, but... Uh, I think it'll be a really interesting way to do it. But tying into that comes the other huge news this week. 
that Disney has made a deal with Sony to have Sony's collections of movies come on to their platform. But mixed in with this complicated mess is Sony also signed a deal with Netflix this week. And let me explain it for you guys, because it's a very complicated, but stay with me and it'll make sense. So starting in 2022, so next year, any new theatrical releases from Sony our debut in theaters only. They will then go to home video, and then, after nine months in theaters, it will appear on Netflix. That's called Pay One Window. Disney's deal is for after those movies leave Netflix called Post Pay One. I know, it's very confusing, but the best way to describe it is this breakdown that Gizmodo did. So, Back in the 80s and 90s, after a movie was in theaters, it would then go to home video, and then it would first appear on a TV with a premium service like HBO, commercial free. A few months after that, you might see it on regular TV with commercials. So in this scenario, Netflix is HBO, and Disney is the regular TV. So it's going to debut in theaters come home digitally and video, and then it will go to Netflix. Then after a certain period on Netflix, it will then go and stay on Disney. But that's just for newly released movies, and I know this is very confusing. All of the old movies on Sony's catalog will now go onto Disney's platform. Uh, some will go onto Disney+, Plus, the more kid-friendly ones, but all of the others will go to... Uh, Hulu, which is also owned by Disney. And it's very exciting for a lot of people because Sony has a massive catalog of movies and they could be bringing back some of their famous old titles on the waterfront, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Ghostbusters, The Karate Kid, Men in Black, Charlie's Angels, and a ton of TV shows. Now, the only thing missing is Spider-Man because everyone's like, well, Spider-Man's part of the Marvel Universe. It's going to obviously go to Disney Plus, right? Well, not so fast because uh, the Spider-Man movies are not part of this new deal. So we won't be seeing those on Disney Plus anytime soon. But any future Spider-Man movies starting in the year 2022 will be on that platform. Are you confused? I'm confused saying it. But what you should know is that uh, when it comes to Sony, you will have plenty of options to watch movies, and they are emphasizing that they will be in 2022 back full in theaters, which is making a lot of people very happy. Um, also, in very positive news uh, for movie theaters, New York City is expanding capacity at movie theaters, and uh, the I guess what would be the very first in-theater-only exclusive movie that's coming out, the first one, is going to be A Quiet Place 2. And just this week, reports uh, from people who analyze box office reports have upped the price on how much uh, A Quiet Place 2 is going to make in the box office, which is a positive thing because that it shows that there is a light at the end of the tunnel in regards to uh, movie theaters and maybe we'll finally have a for sure answer on movie theaters. I think things are going to change significantly from now on. I think there's going to be a lot lighter a period in between digital and in-theater release, but I have a feeling that it's going to go back to it will be in theaters first for a couple weeks and then slowly move back to uh, digital and streaming options, which then leads me into this, because this is a movie that I would not have paid money to go to a movie theater, but because they are using a streaming service, 
I will be watching it, and I'm very excited now, and that is Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is a video game, an incredibly violent and over-the-top video game that is now made into a movie, and it is and might be the very first actually positively rated video game movie. We've had a, a huge number of failures in regards to video game movies, but this one's sitting at a nice 65% in Rotten Tomatoes. So I think uh, if you know what Mortal Kombat is, you know what you will get. But I should emphasize that it is rated R. It is incredibly bloody. I mean, over-the-top bloody and violent because that's what the video game is. And I think it's going to do well. It is part of Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers currently has a deal right now where they will release new movies in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. So you can watch the new Mortal Kombat movie now. And why I said earlier about streaming is this is a movie I wouldn't have gone to theaters to see, but... I'm now going to see it. So I'm going to be very curious to see how HBO's and Warner Brothers is going to walk that fine line because there might be a solution of in theaters and in digital release only. And with that, we're going to take a break for news. When we get back, we'll go over Corey's Tech Corner. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Let's head on down to Corey's Tech Corner, the latest and greatest in the technological world and cybersecurity world. But we got to move a little quick because I got a little bit of time because I got a big old top five list of the week for you guys. But let's start off with this one because it's very, very fascinating. MI5 is kind of like the FBI for the UK, you know, 007. Uh, they are warning their residents that at least 10,000 UK nationals have been approached by fake profiles uh, linked to hostile sites on professional social network LinkedIn over the past five years. Yes, I am not joking. LinkedIn is finally uh, being used for something, and it's uh, being used negatively as outside forces are trying to fake people to give them information. A campaign has been launched by MI5 to educate government workers about the threat. The effort is called Think Before You Link, and it warns that foreign spies are targeting those with access to sensitive information. One concern is the victim's colleagues, in turn, uh, are become more willing to accept follow-up requests because it looks as if they share a mutual acquaintance. So people are going online. They're getting this information from other sources and creating online LinkedIn profiles. They are then reaching out to people in higher up in the government and using that to get information out of them without them realizing, hey, you're talking to Russia or you're talking to Iran or wherever these hostile countries are from. The fact that it's over 10,000 UK nationals have been approached by these fake profiles is insane. And I'm very curious to see how they move forward with this if they'll announce how much information was given out. Which also brings up the point, why would you talk about private information and private secretive things via LinkedIn? At some point, I would say, okay, maybe we should meet up first and then I'll spill you the secrets of our government. I don't know. I just uh, think that this is without a doubt a premise for what could be the very worst James Bond film of all time in which James Bond goes undercover in LinkedIn to find out the the hostile country that is trying to take over LinkedIn. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty funny. Uh, next up, Geico. Geico, very quietly, they're like, oh, hey, guys, uh, said that uh, they had a breach and they announced it publicly on Monday after a tech website noticed that the company had filed a breach notice with the California Attorney General's office. As 
required by state law. While there's no clear total on how big the breach was, the state's disclosure, disclosure requires that the incidents affecting more than 500 state residents are required to send a note to the attorney general. So at least 500 people, but maybe more. They did release a statement that said that they determined that between January 21st and March 1st of this year, fraudsters used information about you where they acquired elsewhere to obtain unauthorized access to your driver's license numbers through online sales system on our website. We have reason to believe that this information could be used fraudulently to apply for unemployment benefits in your name. So I won't go down the same route I always do, but just as always, protect your information, everyone. It is the biggest thing that people want all the information they can about you. And the more public you have that information, the easier it is to take advantage of you. And finally, before we hit the break, uh, Apple had a big event this week. And I'm going to give you the eight biggest announcements of this event. I'm not going to go too technical because, in all honesty, it's just upgrades from the previous stuff. Uh, Apple unveiled its newest iPad Pro tablets that are equipped with the M1 chip. Uh, there is the 12.9 inch model. It has an upgraded display that Apple calls liquid retina display. Both iPad Pros will come with a new 12 megapixel ultra wide camera that can automatically track you during video calls, which is actually kind of cool. You can order the tablets on April 30th. They will be available in mid-May. The 11-inch model starts at $800, while the 12.9-inch model starts at $1,099. I have a 12.9-inch one because it's basically my TV. I love the thing. So if you're ever on the on the edge of, ah, should I get it or not, I highly recommend it. Uh, next up, Apple debuted a completely redesigned MacBook. It's 24 inches long. It's just upgraded, and it will be from $1,200 to $1,500. Next up was Apple's long-rumored AirTag item trackers, which uh, they were trying to make a big deal out of it. I didn't think it was really that big of a deal. For a four-pack for $100 or just one for $30, it is basically an attachment that you can attach to anything, be it your phone, your keys, and if you lose track of it, you can use your phone to find it. I guess it's kind of cool. I've never really had the need for it. Uh, next up, Apple revealed a new uh, 4K TV, Apple TV, that comes equipped with the A12 Bionic chip. Uh, you can now play HDR and high frame rate videos. It starts at $179 for 32 gigabytes. Uh Apple released a new color for Apple, uh, the iPhone 12 and 12 mini. I thought it was really hilarious during the presentation how they really just, oh, they were like, oh, you're not going to believe the next thing for Apple iPhone. It's purple. And that's it. it. It's just a new color. That'll come out later this year. I just thought that was really funny. And finally, Apple is tripling down on podcasts. They announced that subscriptions are coming to podcasts, which will give benefits like ad-free listening. The service will launch in 170 reasons, uh, regions. The company is also redesigning its podcast app. So podcasts is the next big thing in tech. So we'll be seeing a lot more of that. We're going to take a break. When we get back, let's go over the top five list of the week. 
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome back to The Geek Show. As I said, I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is the last segment of The Geek Show. I know, I know, I'm sad too. But before we hit the top five list of the week, uh, I got to tell you, if you want to catch up on any of the previous episodes of the Geek Show, or if you missed something today, you can find all the episodes of The Geek Show uh, wherever podcasts are. Just search for The Geek Show. You'll see the logo. It's The Geek Show with Corey Wara. But with that, let's talk about this week's top five list of the week. So I try to find the top five most important pieces of audio that I think you should be aware of. And, okay, let's be real to one another, okay? I know a lot of people will try to overhype things and, and even say things like, oh, I got a crazy list. I got an okay list this week. I'm going to be 100% up front with you guys. It's an okay list. It was a slow week in the world of geekdom, which is expected. I think uh, once we kind of know where we're going to be going with COVID and the numbers, I think we're going to be getting a lot more movie and TV trailers as things start to open back up. But for right now, it's, uh, it's slim pickings in the world of of uh, trailers and viral videos, which is okay. So we're gonna have uh, some. We're gonna have a clip that will test your geekness. We have uh, four trailers. Uh, one I'm very excited for. One I believe is a film coming to Netflix that I think will be a surprise hit. Another one is a movie that stole an idea from me. I'm calling them out. And then uh, the last, uh, the other trailer is that it is a trailer from Disney that they released uh, this week. And it is probably going to be one of the bigger films of the year. So think about that. But for right now, let's start the top five list of the week, which where do we start? Number five. Number five. Okay, here we go. Put on your geek hats and pull out your geek cards, because if you lose this, I would say if you get a three out of five or better, then you're good. But if you don't, uh, we're going to have to talk about your geek card. This is from Jeopardy, and the category is also a Batman villain. Now, it goes a little fast, so you got to think on your feet, but let's see how many you can get. I will take keep track in my mind, too. Also a Batman villain... Let's go with Batman for 200. In poker, it's commonly used as a wild card. Patrick. What is Joker? Yes. Batman 400. The Adeli is a medium-sized one. That is a penguin. Patrick. Uh, Batman 600. In the movies, he sings, If I Only Had a Brain. Eric. What is Scarecrow? Yep. Uh, Batman 800. What Humpty Dumpty is. Literally, that is, not because of his smarts. Patrick? What is an egghead? Yeah. 1,000, Batman. Its scientific name is Toxocodendron radicans. Patrick? What is poison ivy? You're right. Yeah, so do you keep your geek card? I got four out of the five. I could not figure out the, the penguin one. That one's still confusing to me. But I think I can keep my geek card, right? Uh, what? Very interesting, although don't quote me on this one. I believe I heard this before. And I, I believe it's real that the egghead might have been one of the harder ones for them because I believe, like I said, don't quote me on this one, that the egghead was created specifically for the Adam West Batman film. And then because of that, 
it became a mainstay in the villain category for Batman. But uh, if it's one thing I give Batman, not only is he a cool, cool uh, superhero, I was going to say bad guy, uh, but I think Batman has the best collection of iconic villains of all time. And he has such a big, vast variety of villains that uh, I think that's what separates him from me in regards to most other superheroes, because he has just this huge list of villains that can just keep going and they're their own thing there's no repeats so super cool i'm curious what did you get did you score a three out of five or better number four number four number four goes to a trailer from netflix now i'm gonna play some of it it is in a foreign film but don't let that scare you away i just want you to get the the vibe of it and then we'll talk about it this is a trailer for oxygen Une maladie ou anormalité détectée. J'ai la malade. Milo, déverrouillage. Je ne suis pas en mesure d'accéder à cette requête pour le moment. Milo, s'il te plaît, je t'en supplie. Je ne suis pas en mesure d'accéder à cette requête. Yeah, so this is the story about Liz, and Liz wakes up in this uh, medical bay device. It's about the size, it's like sitting inside a coffin. I'm not joking, it's very uh, small in space. And she's stuck in there with an Alexa-type device called Milo. And she has no memory, and she has 90 minutes to live before the oxygen is gone. And in order for her to get out, she has to remember what or who she is. And that's enough of a thriller for me right there. Now, I know some people might be saying, well, it's a foreign film, Corey. That's not really my style. I don't like to read films uh, when I watch them. And I, I, I totally get that. But as always on The Geek Show, I always say to step out of your comfort zone just a little bit. It would amaze you how some just outstanding films are out there that are in another language. Because it is a complete different take than what you normally see in uh, American-made movies. Just because of their cultures and the way they were raised, it's really cool. In fact, I think several, if not a good chunk of my top favorite films of all time are foreign films. I think when you read them, you get kind of a bigger and more appreciation for the film. So I highly recommend you check it out. If not, that's okay. But that is Oxygen. It is coming to Netflix on May 12th. Number three. Number three. Number three goes to a trailer that I honestly, as soon as I saw it, I said, hey, you stole my idea. Okay, maybe not really. But while I was in film school, I had this idea of making a movie about the Mad Hatter and making it this real life guy who's kind of a monster and he scares people. And that was the basic concept I had. I wrote a short script for it uh, for class, but I never pursued it from there. Well, I saw this trailer and I said, okay, I need to see this now. This is the trailer for The Mad Hatter. Is anyone familiar with animalistic psychology? Uh, it's the effect of paranormal on our emotions and behavior. Correct. You don't have to go to sleep, but you have to stay in your rooms. Please, it's for the study. Keep having this reoccurring nightmare. These nightmares. Real. Do you believe in ghosts? I'm really worried about him. His health is not your concern. I'm gonna help you return to balance. 
Yeah, so it just looks like you know, you know, your everyday uh, psychological horror film. Sadly, it's not about the actual character, the Mad Hatter, but it's about uh, Henry and three classmates join their professor for a weekend study at the Mad Hatter Mansion, supposedly haunted by those who died at a lavish party in the 1880s. I think it's going to be a solid, just good old time horror film is it gonna break boundaries no is it gonna be spooky probably it looks very spooky but uh i just love the the uh, as soon as i saw the title the mad hatter i was like oh please let it be this movie that i really envisioned it was the mad hatter and i also had another idea for the pied piper movie in which the pied piper is a bad person and he uses his his flute to i, I think it even goes on the in the um the fairy tale to make kids follow his command and i just love the concept of that so maybe this one will be up there but for right now we'll have to wait just a little bit the mad hatter is coming out to digital and in select theaters on may 18th number two Number two, okay, if you follow The Geek Show, there's one thing you've probably realized by now. I love animation. It's a skill I do not have. I can't draw to save my life if I needed to. I draw, like, if I try to draw a circle, I end up with a trapezoid. I don't understand how it works. It's just how I was built. But, uh I love animation, hand-drawn animation, 3D animation. Well, there is a new uh, volume two of a series coming to Netflix. And, uh, well, first I should say that it is for adults. At least season one was. There are some adult ones. But it's such a brilliant concept. It is a anthology series, which means that each episode is its own completely different thing. They have nothing to do with each other at all. And they just went around and asked various animation studios from around the world, big and small, to make a short film. And they collected them all and released it in this package. And it's called Love, Death, and Robots. Well, they released the trailer for Volume 2 that's coming out this year, and it looks stupidly good. You okay? You feel something. Don't you? Wow. It's like a kind of door opens up out there. I figure it leads to some other world, trapped inside our own. Why give all this up? Yeah, so I'm... (sighs) It's hard to explain it just based on the audio, but all of those trailers that you heard kind of into one there is a different animation style. Like I said earlier, made by completely uh, different studios from around the world, and they look so gorgeous. What I love about this series is that it's great because, A, you, you if you want to binge watch them, you can, but you don't have to feel bad if you have to stop for a bit because they have nothing to do with each other except for being on this collection. And I just love this anthology series because the animation styles are so unique and so different but i cannot stress enough while there are some children friendly ones without a doubt in there there are several that are definitely more adult leaning be it adult subjects uh, like murder and rape or language or nudity so I would caution kids to stay away. I would say uh, parents can watch the series first and then pick out the ones that they're okay with their kids watching but I love this series. I hope it gets a lot more hype than it did with season one. The episodes themselves can range anywhere from two to 20 minutes long. That's what's really cool about this. So that is Love, Death, and Robots Volume 2. It is coming to Netflix on May 14th. Here's 
Number one. Number one. Okay, here we go. Disney's back. We are finally, it seems like, getting back to some normalcy in the world of movies. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot more of these trailers coming out from Marvel because uh, I think we have three or four Marvel movies coming out this week, but or this year. And this one I am very excited for because I know nothing about it. And that makes me super excited. This is Marvel Studios. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I gave you ten years to live your life. Now you see me rise. And where did that get you? You walked in my shadow. trained you so the most dangerous people in the world couldn't kill you son it's time for you to take your place by my side yeah so that is the trailer for marvel's shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and like i said i don't know anything about this superhero nor about the ten rings i'm very interested to start reading and diving into that series it's coming out to theaters and it emphasizes coming to theaters on september 3rd i'll be very curious to see if they're going to uh hold on to that in cinemas only because of course disney plus has uh i believe it's the uh scarlett johansson one uh black widow movie is coming to theaters and to uh disney plus premium you got to pay twenty dollars for it on top of the subscribing uh service but uh if things hold then maybe at least in the world from disney's eyes movie theaters might be going to back to some sort of normalcy i'll be curious to see uh i have a feeling though that it might slip and end up being a in cinemas uh Disney Plus streaming option, too. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. That is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming out to theaters on September 3rd. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. Have a fantastic weekend. I will see you all next week. Go do something good. Do something great. And you are never alone out there. The geek world might seem small at times, but it is vast and you are never alone. As always, if you ever feel down, sad, just want to complain, shoot me an email anytime. I love talking to people who enjoy this type of stuff. Have a fantastic weekend. See you all next week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.